right, everybody, welcome back to the Steel City Blitz Steelers podcast presented by Deck Roofing Roofing Incorporated of South Florida. And I'm very happy to be back. Uh, I was I was down there on a very very important fact finding mission for uh, for the for the site and was visiting the facilities there at Deck Roofing because um, you know I, I don't you know I don't want to be partners with a company that that let's say wasn't on the up and up and uh, so it was very important for me to go down there and uh, uh, you know uh, hang out with Mr. John Deck, the uh, owner of uh, Deck Roofing. And uh, I, I definitely Did he tell got you the proper sp- way to pronounce roofing. Uh, he he just says deck. He never says roofing because I think he probably says it like I do, and he's smarter than me, and um, just doesn't say it. So he it's just always deck. And uh, but but I, I can tell you he he's a he's a swell individual, and I, I thoroughly enjoyed all of the uh, the time there and uh, all the wonderful things and if you saw the picture I, I tweeted out I took him a little or had a little gift sent down there I had some koozies made with the podcast logo on one side and uh his his logo deck uh, roofing on the other and um so that and uh, I'll be sending those out to uh, you fellas here shortly as well and um, we should do a giveaway and give some out to some podcast listeners as well I think we will and and I have a couple people in mind as a matter of fact um who who've been very very generous uh with the show so um I they're they're going to send those back up to me uh, uh hopefully this week and and stuff so I I've, I've got a few other surprises and things going too but uh anyway thanks to uh, uh Ben for running the show last week and and he and and Ian of course join me tonight and uh thanks always to ellie for jumping in and she may jump on tonight we we really don't know she's she's one of these uh young individuals who have like 30 million things going on in their lives uh unlike us people who who don't um so anyway uh ben welcome back to the show and Mm. uh what are you drinking tonight uh jamie cascade jamie uh it's that ipa um Yes. Version. Yes. Yeah, it's good. Very, very good. And uh, Ian, you are also drinking a Jamie, but not the same one. Correct. I am drinking the Stout Aged Jameson, uh, which is quite delicious. Outstanding. And uh, I just cracked into my brand new birthday bottle of Terry Bradshaw Kentucky Bourbon. And let me tell you, boys and girls, you don't want to miss this. And the problem is that right now you can't get it in every state. And uh, it, it, I'm telling you, if you like bourbon, get it. You won't be disappointed. And um, I, I'm not saying that just because I love TB. I'm saying it because I also like bourbon. Um, well, this gentlemen... is actually fitting because Terry <laughs> Bradshaw won his first Super Bowl in 1974, and you just turned 74 years old. So happy birthday, Mark. Oh, yeah, wow. it's actually a really good point, Ian. God. I wish I'd thought of that myself. Oh, 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 well, it is amazing how much I've aged in the last week. Uh, I, I, I thought I was turning 49 or something like that, and then I ended up being 67, 49. and now I'm 74. Yeah, 49. Uh, so, so look, just all of you get off my lawn um and 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 all those other things that old people say uh <laughs> the uh draft believe it or not is four weeks from tonight 
Um, and I, I am ecstatic. I, I get to that point and I know you guys do too. You've looked at tape, you've seen interviews, you've read things and it's like, okay, let's just get to it. Um, so we are four weeks out and, you know, look, the Keith or excuse me, Kevin, uh, uh, Colbert, and I was going to say Butler for some reason and Mike Tomlin, um, they leave a, uh, quite a trail. Uh, wherever they go on these visits. And I say that because uh, more often than not, uh, the first round pick is usually a person, an individual player from uh, a a place where they have visited. And um, the only time it hasn't been in the Colbert era was I, or that I can remember was Ziggy Hood, I believe Um, going back to, well, 2009. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So Ian, where, where have, uh, uh, you know, Mike and, and Kevin been here in, in recent days and, and perhaps week. Uh, yes. So Phyllis, I'll just Phyllis run there. through, I'll run through the whole list. Um, it is your, your typical high profile schools that you see. Mm-hmm. They were at Clemson mm-hmm. and Georgia and Auburn um, and Florida state, which was a little bit surprising because the one other uh, factor to consider is that um, I believe uh, 16 of the 20 first round picks that Colbert has had um, came from a school that finished ranked in the uh, top 25 at the end of the previous year. And Florida state was not ranked. So that was a little bit surprising that they went there, uh, but they did go to Alabama the following day. So, mm-hmm. you know, while, while you're traveling down South, you might as well stop in Tallahassee anyways. Um, so, yeah, so uh, just the whole list is Clemson, Georgia, Auburn, Florida state, Alabama, Penn State, which Mike Tomlin called a freak show of athletes. Uh, Michigan, oh. don't know why they went there because that team sucked. No, um, amen to that. I mean, when you finish below Rutgers in the standings, that's saying something. Okay. And then uh, this week they went to Ohio State and Notre Dame, two schools that both made the college football playoffs. So obviously a lot of uh, high yeah. profile and highly talented players from those two schools. So, uh, Ben, what what – I mean, if you look at those schools, anything in particular, just other than the overwhelming amount of athletes and depth that can be provided by them, is is that why they hit these predominant schools? Or is there something that is just very Steeler-esque in going to those campuses? Oh, yeah. I mean, they obviously they pull a lot of players out of Ohio State every year, um, mm-hmm. and they have coaching connections there and at Mich- excuse me, Michigan, uh, Wisconsin. Yeah, Paul they Chris. Do Michigan too. I mean, they they, I mean, they do with Michigan. Bush. They have a good relationship. Yeah, there. they've got a good relationship with the school, but I, it's not. It doesn't seem to be as strong as it is with Ohio State. And it, you know, honestly, let's be frank: the players at Ohio State are better than they are at, at a Michigan as <laughs> as a rule. And I'm not trying to be funny. I'm being serious. No, I, I um, I'm, no, you know, you're right. Yes, yes. Jim Jim Harbaugh is is a d bag, but I mean, Ohio State just does a better job of recruiting and. You know, those those big five conferences just tend to have a higher caliber of athlete in mm-hmm. general, a higher level of competition. And, and you know, that that's the obvious answer, but it's also the truth. That's why they tend to gravitate toward those schools. And then, you know, you got the the kids at North Dakota State. You, mm-hmm. you got three of them there that that look like they can compete at the NFL level, maybe not right out of the gate, but they can. And so they're they're being recruited, highly scouted as well. Uh, not mm-hmm. not highly highly scouted by the Steelers, but they're they're checking them out, obviously. Um, and hell, I mean, 
Danny Smith and his chewing gum were at Boise State yesterday. So, uh, you know, they kind of they get all over. Is they it possible do. they just send Danny Smith out west so they don't have to listen to him chew gum in the office? I, I mean, doubt it. I mean, it would seem that way to me, but it, hey, uh, Danny, uh, there's a there's a punter. Uh, oh yeah, where where is he? Is he in West Virginia? No, no, Danny, he's out in Boise. Uh, here's your ticket. We'll see you in a week. Uh, they sent him yeah, to Georgia you know. Tech too, who had a punter, which was interesting. Um, but the one thing I, I think has been really interesting this year, uh, breaking off from the the Tomlin Colbert train, is mm-hmm. since the NFL is only allowing three coaches from any team at a single pro day. Mm. Um, it has been interesting to see how the Steelers have kind of split up their, their scouting staff and who all's gone where, at least from, you know, the reports that we've seen, um, you know, offensive line coach, Adrian Clem, new offensive line coach, Adrian Clem, mm-hmm. really been mm-hmm. out there. He's been out there at a lot of places. He was at um, actually both Ohio state and Notre Dame with Tomlin and Colbert, but mm-hmm. he's also made some, some visits on his own as well over time. Um, he went to North Dakota state, which Ben mentioned. He went to uh, Wisconsin whitewater to um, check out that, that center that they have that tore it up at the pro bowl or not pro bowl. Sorry. The um, senior, senior bowl. bowl. Yeah. yeah. Minor Quinn Quinn minors. Yes. Yes. Yep. Um, he was also at Northern Iowa um, who has a, a pretty a draftable offensive tackle probably in the mm-hmm. mid rounds. So um, yeah, it's, it's been interesting to see kind of how they've split up, you know, when you can't send everyone to a place when you can't bring the entire offensive staff or the entire defensive staff somewhere, um, you know, who, who all they've split and who's gone where um, I do think it's interesting. Uh, Keith Butler hasn't been reported anywhere yet. Um, a lot more of the position coaches on defense mm-hmm. have been mm-hmm. going places um, whereas Matt Canada has gone a few places, although he's new. So, um, you know, it is possible they want their new coaches out there on the scouting trail a bit more. And they are, like I said, limited in how many coaches they can bring to certain places. Yeah, that's a good point about Butler. I, I had been wondering about that. And then, um, you know, as to further your example, too, I believe it was Eddie Faulkner went to North Carolina, um, yes. obviously, to watch Javante Williams and Michael Carter, the two running backs there. And I, I, I got to tell you, that day I was a little surprised that Colbert and Tomlin weren't there. But, um, you know, that that's just – I mean, that's just part of this whole thing that, that gets us kind of chasing our tail as uh, fans and, and people that do this kind of thing. Um, you think you get things pinned down. You think you get a pattern developed, and all of a sudden it kind of breaks. And, um, you know, so it makes it that much more difficult. So, it you know, here we are four weeks out um, from Roger Goodell being horribly booed. And, by the way, the draft is in Cleveland this year, and um, – you know, we 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 hope that uh, everybody has a has a nice time there. And we hope that the river doesn't catch on fire. Or uh, well, like I... that. <laughs> uh, yes, and uh, you know, hopefully the lake isn't howling at fifty miles an hour and blowing flurries at the same time. Um, so, so Ben, just you look at the landscape of where the where Colbert has been and and uh, with, with Tomlin and some of these other guys. I mean. Do you have any kind of a gut feeling where you think they might be going in round one right now? Uh, much to my chagrin, I don't think they're going offensive tackle. I think they should, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but I don't think they are. By the same token, someone reminded me today that they talked to TJ Watt once at the combine, and that was it. Mm-hmm. And, they went to his pro day, too. But, but they Tomlin went to his pro day, he, but... 
he kind know. of ignored Watt because he knew how good yeah. he was and didn't want to send signals. Exactly. So, he yeah. didn't want to he didn't want to tip his hand, so he kind of ignored him. The yeah. only time they, they really spent much time with him was at, at the combine and, and they spent time with you know as many kids as they could because it's the combine. So it, it goes without notice then. And, and yeah, Tomlin was like, I don't want to tip my hand, so I kind of just I ignored him, you know, and, and right. um granted middle round guy. But Kevin Dotson said, you know, I talked to the Steelers once for about 10 minutes. I didn't think they were that interested at all. And I was super disappointed because I'm a Steelers fan. And I didn't think I was going there. And then draft day comes and they take me. So, I mean, you know, it was just, it was great. <laughs> right, right. Um, so I, maybe, you know, my gut tells me, and I'm going to mispronounce his name, that they are more interested in Pat Fryermuth than they're letting on. Um, and that he's a possibility even in round one. Uh, and I, he doesn't remind me exactly of a Heath Miller, at least not in his game, but yeah, his, his skill set is slight, it's kind of similar. He's one of these guys who is, you know, adequate to good at a mm-hmm. lot of things, you know, and, and mm-hmm. it only great at, at, you know, one or two, you know, he's not. He's not right. a fantastic tight end. He's not a fantastic tight end prospect, but he does everything at least competently. And that includes blocking. And it, I yeah. just, I, I have to wonder if they're not going to go there. Um, they've also spent a lot of time looking at running backs, but I kind of wonder if that isn't a smoke screen because I, you know, they don't want anybody to know where they're going to go. And mm-hmm. two, because they hi maggie <laughs> maggie's making her uh and two, weekly appearance because um you know i i don't think no matter how good the running back talent is that you stick behind that line i don't think he's going to make that much of a difference that line was that bad last year yeah and you know they've they've lost one of their best in Pouncey and Pouncey did not have a good year last year, but he was no. still one of their best offensive linemen. So right now today, the line is even worse than it was. But let me take you off topic real, real quick. Cause you mentioned something that, that reminded me of this, you know, we, we had chatted about this in our, in our, uh, you know, our Slack channel and stuff that we use. The Steelers seem to be stockpiling interior offensive linemen, mm-hmm. um, like 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 some people stockpile weapons in the cold war you know yep. what what do you think is this just about hey let's take a shot on this guy and if he yep. hits great is that what this is are they trying I think to find it is. i think they're they're What's bringing going in on i think they may convert one or two of these guys to center uh obviously mm-hmm. finney can already play center right he's not a guy that that any of us like at center but he can do it um they may try and convert one of those guys to center. They're just going to see if they can hit on somebody. They're signing yeah. a bunch of guys to low-cost deals, low-cost, low-risk. Mm-hmm. And if they don't work out, well, you know, we had competition in camp, and we tried to to bring that level of competition up as high as we possibly could to bring out the best in the line. And, you know, these guys made it, and these guys didn't. And that's it. I mean, they're they're only going to keep – nine offensive linemen and generally speaking six of those are interior offensive linemen so you know figure it out i mean 
I don't see them keeping four tackles. Maybe they will this year, but I guess it depends on what happens with the draft, obviously. Right. Right. And, and I, why do you why do you think if you get back to the draft for a minute, why do you think that they're they're blowing smoke when it comes to first round tackles? It it, it feels that way to me that I, I don't sense they're taking one. I don't either, but it's because they're not either they're working really hard not to tip their hand because they're mm-hmm. they're trying to make the teams picking in front of them believe that a good tackle will fall to the second round. Right. Or they really aren't taking a tackle. I don't know. I, I really you know, they don't know. haven't. Now, Oklahoma State uh, was today, um, their pro day, and, and uh, Tevin uh, uh, Jenkins is, is a very highly oh, thought of prospect. God, I think he would be an all pro guard on a perennial basis. I don't think he'll play guard at the next yeah. level, I think he'll play right tackle. But he mm-hmm. is so fun to watch. He oh is. Oh, my he is. God. Talk about playing to the whistle, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and that's where I'm going is that, you know, they didn't go see Sam Cosme either. They they weren't uh, at a couple of other places that had tackles. And when I say they, I, I mean, the Steelers had people there, but not not, Kyle, not uh, Colbert not and Tomlin. Colbert and not Tomlin, and, right. Yeah. And and I agree with what you're saying. It's It's like there's this incredible effort to get everybody thinking they're going to zig when in fact they're going to zag. And and I guess the other part of this that we have to keep in mind is of course the COVID effect. Such with, a weird year. Yeah. With no combine, they are able to do these video uh, interviews and stuff. Um, but I, I just right now, four weeks out, I don't see a tackle being taken um, with that pick number 24 in the first round. I, I just don't. And, and again, we said the same things many years ago when David DeCastro fell in our lap. We never dreamed he'd still be there, uh, and yet he was. So if if a guy like the kid from Virginia Tech, let's say, uh, Darasau, if, if he falls, how do you not take him? You know, so I, I don't know. I, that's just my gut feeling right now um, with it. And what is it What is it about Friermuth, Ben, that you, you're getting that gut feeling about him a little bit? They spent a lot of time with him when, mm. you know, at his pro day, uh, he spoke effusively about the Steelers and the time they spent with him. Right. Uh, about how Alonzo was his guy and he'd love to be a Steeler. Uh, it just seemed like they were both really cozy with one another. Um, yeah. And I don't think he'll be there at 55. So if you're going to take him, you either take him at 24 or you trade back and you take him at the top of the second, which is a possibility too. I mean, it yeah, it would surprise me, honestly, if they did that because they like having that fifth year. Yep. They like taking young guys in the first round and having that fifth year to work with them. Um, but they also like taking really good athletes, which Friermuth mm-hmm. is not. He's not a really great athlete. He's He's like Heath. In mm-hmm. as much as he's a pretty good athlete, he's not yeah. a really, really good one. Um, but at tight end, you don't have to be a great athlete. You don't have to be an Eric Ebron to be effective. Right. You just have to be able to run routes well. And God, you got to be able to block. I mean, a lot of the problems the Steelers had last year with running the ball was whoever Ebron was trying to block was coming free. Yeah. 
and yeah. that was an issue. Oh, <laughs> that's uh, a big huge time. problem. Big and time. having a guy who is competent in that position in line gives you the ability to flex Ebron out, put him in the slot. Mm-hmm. And now, you know, you got two tight ends in the field, either one of which could catch the ball. What do you do? Well, does it surprise you that they haven't signed any free agent tight ends at all? Well, what free agent tight ends were available for them to sign, well, really? Well, I, I'm not meaning that, you know, Tony Gonzalez was going to walk through the door. What I'm saying is I would have thought that when you look at their depth of Zach Gentry and Kevin Raiders, yeah, Kevin yeah. Raiders, a little better in my opinion. Slightly, slightly. I agree. I thought he showed very well in that Cleveland game at the end of the year. Um, it seems to me that you would at least add one guy that's just maybe a bulldozer and not much of a receiving threat, but at least somebody that can block. And I, I'm surprised they haven't done that. Um, but, you know, there's still time, I'm sure, and and the wheels are in motion, as they say. But um, I, I don't know. I was just a little uh, little surprised by that. But um, I mean, Jesse James is still sitting out there. That's the other possibility. Yeah. yeah. But yep. I don't think that they are going to – that they are looking to necessarily bring in a free agent tight end until after the draft. And I don't think that most mm-hmm. of these guys are going to get signed until after the draft. And I don't think the Steelers do. So they're basically betting on the, the fact that if they can't get a tight end they like, they'll they'll sign a Jesse James immediately yeah, after the draft. Yeah, there doesn't appear to be a whole lot of demand for him right now. And I, so, I'm just saying a guy like him. Yeah, yeah. no, I, I know exactly where you're going with that. Um, do the Steelers take a quarterback in this draft? Uh, I mean... I don't know, man. I wouldn't if I were them. I'll be frank. I mean, there yeah. there are a couple of of mid round guys they've looked at that are interesting. Yep, but they're not franchise quarterbacks. I mean, no, and they're not going to get one of them. And you know, God, if they take if they take Kyle Trask, I will just be apoplectic. Well, and and that's I was going there, and I was also going with Kellen Mond. They've spent a lot of time with him out of yep. Texas A and M, and they've spent time with Newman Kid out of Wake Forest. Mm-hmm. See, to me, it's like now Newman. I think you... is a possibility because he's probably a day three kid. Yeah, no, no, I I, I agree with you, but I just kind of look at it as you know, look, you signed Haskins. Is he a better option than any of those guys? Uh. From an arm standpoint, absolutely. Um, he absolutely yeah. is. The drop-back right. passer, he is absolutely a better option than those guys. The question is, can Haskins eliminate the distractions in his life and focus on football and become the quarterback that he's capable of becoming? I mean, somebody brought up, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Uh, I think it was Neil. Um, brought up that uh, um, Martavis Bryant had signed with some indoor football league today, <laughs> he's, you know, and he's I, in the I same, it's the same one as Manziel, I believe. I, I responded with God, what a waste. You know, that guy had so much potential. Mm-hmm. He, he mm-hmm. literally could have been a great NFL receiver. And instead he 
can't hang on to a CFL team, yeah. you know? Yeah. And it's just, it's a question of being able to surround yourself with the right people and eliminate those distractions and become as good as you can become, you know, and can mm-hmm. Haskins do that? I don't know. Last year in Washington, he clearly could not do that. Um, no. You know, by the same token, you look back at a guy like Chris Carter, who, uh, you know, Buddy Ryan cut yeah. when he was the head Hated coach of the Eagles. Yep. And Chris Carter basically credits Buddy Ryan with saving his life. He yes. Says, you know, he 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 basically that experience turned me around and made me take it seriously. And he he very well may have saved my life. Not and Chris Carter's a Hall of Fame wide receiver. I mean, he's yeah. he's one of the greats, one of the greats ever. And you know, maybe Haskins can turn it around. Maybe he can't. But the Steelers have nothing invested in Haskins. I mean, if if he doesn't get his shit together, being very frank, if he doesn't get mm-hmm. his crap together mm-hmm. this summer, they can just cut him and they're out nothing. Yeah. So back to the original nothing. question, will they draft a wide a, a quarterback? I mm-hmm. wish they just signed Josh Dobbs. Just just yep. sign Dobbs back. Yep. Just, you know, he's a smart guy. He's got a great relationship with Ben. He sees things on the field that Ben likes to get to hear feedback on. Yep. Just sign Josh Dobbs. Just make him that extra set of eyes for Ben on the bench, at least for Ben's last season. And let's see where things can go. That guy's super bright. Maybe he's not mm-hmm. the most physically talented quarterback in the NFL. Maybe he's never going to be a starter. I don't think he is. No, I don't but, either. But he is bright enough that he adds something. He adds a dynamic to the room that has value. Yeah, And that's why I'd bring him back. No, I, I'm with you. I, I would much rather they go in that direction. I, I, I don't think this is a draft they can afford to just say, hey, let's take this quarterback. I think No flyers. Too, I agree with no, you. No, there's too many needs. Uh, I'll probably take a long snapper just to piss oh, us off. for God's sakes. <laughs> is is Colin, uh, Colin Holba, is he even still in the league? Yeah, he's I mean, uh, with the Jags. Okay. Last I, I know, checked. No no offense no, to I the young man, but my God, you don't take a yeah. You know, I'm just gonna get upset. Um, I you know let's switch away from the draft for a minute because no, uh, it's with the Rams now. Wow, oh, the Rams. He's been oh, all over. <laughs> <laughs> That's got to be his fourth or fifth team already. Um, you know, you you guys did the show on Thursday night, um, uh, and and uh, on Saturday the news broke that. Uh, Tyson Alaalu was in fact not going to be uh, a Jacksonville Jaguar again, and had uh, resigned with the Steelers. Um, and in some cases, due to uh, family COVID situation and uh, whatnot. But how important is him coming back to this team? Uh, I think it's huge. It it basically eliminates one significant draft need. Mm-hmm. At defensive line, I still hope they take a developmental defensive lineman, mm-hmm. a five tech, a five tech yep. slash three tech type. Yeah, but they don't have to take a nose tackle now. They've got Carlos Davis there. They've got Isaiah Bugs that can both play nose if they need to. Not at the level that Alu Alu can. Right. 
so he's still your starter in the nose and he's still probably your first backup behind uh either Stefan Tuitt or Cam mm-hmm. Hayward but you know it, it eliminates the need there i mean you don't have tremendous depth behind the starters and i mean those 3 Tuitt Hayward and right. Alualu but you've got decent depth um taking another defensive lineman though this year to develop wouldn't hurt my feelings no it wouldn't it wouldn't me either and and you absolutely nailed it when you said the part about it kind of takes that need away to draft uh, a defensive tackle or defensive end higher than um uh, they may have wanted to and i plus the guy is an outstanding person um, teammates clearly love him to death. I mean, the, some of the tweets you saw from Cam Hayward and a few others about him coming back, you know. So, uh, Ian, is your mic uh, giving all that feedback? What on earth is going on there? Oh, maybe it is. Hold on. Let me see if I yeah. can fix okay. that. An echo. So, yeah, it's, it sounded like I was in an episode of Star Trek. Oh, that's better. Yeah, it is. Are you still there, Ian? Or are you muted? Uh-oh. He's muted. I, I tried to unplug my headset and plug it back in. Is that better? No. It, no. Yeah, it's almost like there's a TV running in the background yeah, or something. It, it's, it's working off the mic on your laptop now. Yeah. yeah. Okay, hold on. Okay. Right. You guys keep talking. Oh, sure. Sure. We're good at that. Um, yeah, I, 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 I love... shut the fuck up. Yeah. <laughs> I love Alu Alu back. I'll just I'll just leave it at that. I I'm, I was so surprised at that story. Uh, my son looks at me and says, uh, "Dad, they just signed Alu Alu." I said, "Dude, that's ridiculous." He went to Jacksonville. He said, "No, he didn't." <laughs> so no, that's tremendous. I love it. Um, do you know today, Ben is is one of I know your favorite days of the whole year, April Fool's Day, and. Um, I mean, what better content out there than to come up with some great April Fool's Steelers thing? And uh-huh. uh, yeah, yeah, we we really don't do that stuff much. Uh, I, may, I may have done it once, but I was bad at it, so I stopped doing it. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, there was one guy uh, today trying to pull over uh, the fact that he was uh, NFL Network's Ian Rappaport saying that the Steelers had re-signed yep. uh, Al Villanueva. Got it. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, I mean, that's really not – I mean, he, he was even kind of factual in saying that, well, it was just a one-year deal to bring back uh, Villanueva. Well, it sounded um, believable. And it did. I, it and did. he put a little um, – put a little – insignia next to his name and i kind of glanced at it and i thought it was a blue check mark and i just i should have slowed down yeah. and i had i think i had it on my page for like 20 seconds and i was like god damn it so yeah i blocked him <laughs> yeah I, I i've fallen for those two i'm not gonna act like i haven't yeah just, i mean i think everybody has you know, at some point or another yeah. shit happens but you know I, it's still annoying it, it, absolutely it is um so yeah as as the uh, minutes wind down here in uh, minutes wind uh, down mi- minutes wind down well not on the show on long no 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 the minutes wind down on april fool's day oh good um, good yeah good. hopefully most of you have have already had your experiences with or or not with that today but yeah it's always something to look out for some there's always some smart ass out there looking to get some clicks to say okay i think i'm back uh, oh, much better. 
Okay. Yes, that's cool. much better. Yes, yes. Ian, I, I want to back way up because um, um, I didn't get your thoughts. With the draft four weeks out, um, w- where do you think they're going? Ben mentioned uh, that, that the tight end from Penn State, Pat Fryermuth, could be an option there yeah. uh, just just simply because they, they haven't shown a lot in terms of attention to tackles. And, of course, we got into the smokescreen discussion and, and so on. But wh- where do you think they could be going in the first round? Yeah, it really seems to me like I, I agree with the, the Fryermuth option, and I think mm-hmm. they're they're really zeroing in on Najee Harris, Travis Etienne, Fryermuth, and maybe my sort of under the radar sleeper guy is mm-hmm. one of the cornerbacks from Georgia. Um, oh, I really like Tyson Campbell. That would, that would not um, make me mad. I got to be honest. A, a, a corner in the first round, especially like uh, uh, Sante Samuel, the second. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, Samuel Samuel would be a good option too, and they like we said they did go to the Florida State Pro Day, um, so yeah Samuel would be good. Um, I really like Tyson Campbell from Georgia. Eric Stokes from Georgia ran like a four point two forty, which as we talked about last week, you kind of hand time. It's hand time, so you add it a tenth is. of a second, but still that's a sub four four, which is I mean Stokes has the speed, but I, Campbell is a much more well rounded corner. He's not as mm-hmm. fast as Stokes, but he can he's much much better technique wise in coverage and he's super aggressive. Like he I was I was watching I mentioned this last week, Mark, but I was watching tape yeah. on the, the Georgia like defensive line on one of their outside linebackers or linemen or something. And like I kept noticing I'm like, who's number three that keeps flying up from the secondary to make these tackles on these running backs? And it was Tyson Campbell, like coming up from his cornerback mm-hmm. position. And one thing the Steelers always value is the ability of cornerbacks to contribute in run defense. Oh, for um, sure. So you know, and and the one thing I'll just put out there too is that kind of depending on what site you like to follow or what sites mock draft engine you're using um, yeah. rankings yeah. for guys are all over the place. Like some sites have Campbell as like the second or third best corner in the draft, like, you know, first round pick definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it kind of depends on how you feel about Caleb Farley's injury from Virginia tech too. Um, but cause he just had another surgery to kind of clean up some stuff from two years ago. I think it that's was on his back. I believe his back. Yeah. Yay. Yeah. So, um, but but nevertheless, um, you know, so some some sites have Campbell as, you know, first round pick quality. Other ones have him as like, you know, their 85th ranked player in the draft, which would put him in like the third round, the late third round range. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, just when you're you're going through, whether it's your PFF or your pro football network or your draft network or your fan speak mock draft, you know, wh- whoever's draft board you're using, just be aware that like every draft board is different. So guys that one site say might be there in the third round another site mm-hmm. is saying would be there and is going to get taken in the late first round and you never know what actual nfl teams are going to do so um you know don't get too obsessed with just using one site's mock draft machine use a couple different ones if you want to play around with it so um campbell's evaluations are kind of all over the place i'll just i'll just put it that way but i i really like his game um but yeah i feel like i feel like they are kind of zeroing in on either Najee Harris, who actually I think might be gone by the time we pick. Mm. Um, so in that case, Travis Etienne, who they did spend a lot of time with no, the Clemson's pro please, day. Please, no. I'd rather and have Javante Williams. I, I like Javante Williams a lot, yeah. I, and, I like him a lot better than Etienne. Etienne, all of his splash plays were on guys, were with guys who took bad angles, and I don't get it. Guys who took bad angles, and then it was a foot race, and he's gone. 
Yeah, he, he, he can't catch him then. He's no. a cannon. Yeah, he, he is shot out of he, a cannon. And that's the big difference between like Oklahoma State's Chuba Hubbard, who led the nation in rushing two years ago, and I, I wrote profiles on both of these guys. And Hubbard reportedly ran a you know four point three six today, which as we said, hand timed adds Four, a yeah. tenth of a second or so, but still, nevertheless, I mean, but Hubbard has that sprinter speed. He has that straight line, long speed, not a lot of wiggle to his game, but he takes his acceleration's a lot slower than ETN's. ETN, you hand him the ball in the backfield and he looks like he's like he's already going full speed. He definitely has that shot out of a cannon look that mm-hmm. if you don't like kind of like fast Willie Parker that if you didn't get him before the line of scrimmage, he was going a long way. And we haven't, and you know, we haven't had a guy like that who could make big splash plays out of the backfield in a long, long time. No, I, I I agree. I, I I just, and I've, I'll say, I've, I've gone on the record on this show and on Twitter and, pretty much anywhere before saying that, you know, I don't think using a first round pick on a running back is the most efficient use of a first round pick because they tend mm-hmm. to burn out after five years. And I wrote an article about this too. Right. Um, but I would be thrilled if either Najee Harris or Travis Etienne or Javante Williams were a Pittsburgh Steeler. I think any of them could have a lot of success on our team and would Behind vastly this improve. line as it's currently comprised. Uh no, you got to use a couple draft picks on linemen too. Um, but who that was the said, last non-first round Steelers offensive line pick who was worth a shit and contributed positively as a rookie? As a rookie, who non-first rounder? Kendall Simmons, maybe he was no, a he first, was first round. He was first. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, I was going to say Max Starks, but I don't remember how much he played because they had Marvell Smith at the time. Did Starks right, start at right, right tackle? No, did, he, did... he started out at right tackle after like the fourth or fifth game, and he wasn't good. People called him a bust. Yeah, that's Marcus right. Marcus Gilbert, same thing. And then, you know, within a couple of years, Marcus Gilbert turned into a pretty solid right tackle. He really did. He did. And yeah. People are like, wow, now he's a you know, at six million dollars. It's actually when they signed him to that deal, they signed him for six million dollars. Steelers fans complained that he was being overpaid and it was ridiculous. And then a year and a half later, everybody's going, Well, actually, no, it's a discount. It's it's great. It's a fantastic deal. He's one of the cheapest good right tackles in the league. <laughs> this is fantastic. The Steelers know what the hell they're doing. Yeah, you think? Um <laughs> and I get it. They they've developed some offensive linemen from undrafted picks, mid-round draft picks, done yeah. great doing that. But we need a guy on the line this year who can contribute this year. Yeah, it's got to be now. Not in, not in two years, not in 2023 either. This year, 2021. I I don't disagree with you. And yeah, and, and this is the hard thing for me right now is I completely agree with everything you said that objectively in my head, they need alignment. But mm-hmm. as Mark asked, reading the tea leaves of what they've done and looking at their past trends, they're right. really not looking at first round okay, linemen. Well, here, so, here was the other point we yeah. made when you were you were dealing with with Maggie. Yes. Um, you know, one of the things that, that that they did was and and you were here for this, they only talked with TJ Watt once at the combine and then they ignored him at his pro day. Are they trying not to tip their hand in order to make teams believe that a, a decent tackle will fall to the top of the second are they trying real hard to to juke people into believing they're going running back 
They're very good at I it. Think, I think if they're trying to juke people into thinking they're going running back, there's more likely they go like tight end or cornerback than offensive line because those are the guys they've actually like had Tomlin and Colbert at their pro day. And really, the, the Tomlin-Colbert at the pro day thing is really only applicable in the first round. After that, it's a, a right. free-for-all of who they take. So um, it's it's that data point is really, like I said, only applicable in the first round. But The other thing... To keep we are talking about first round picks. It, keep in mind the age too. They love the young guys in the first round. Yeah, but DJ Watt again was not a young guy when he came out. He was uh, he was a redshirt junior. True, true. Okay, yeah. Okay. But not, I think Mark's point is they're not taking redshirt seniors though. No, no, no. no, they, no. Traditionally, I mean, like generally the, speaking, yeah. no. Although Cam Hayward was. It's a redshirt. Yep. Huh. But he was also. Yeah. See, 31st taken in that draft? Yeah, essentially high second. Yeah. So, I mean, basically it was like, okay, well, the best five tech in the draft at this point is this kid out of Ohio State. Mm-hmm. Let's take him. He's also high character and, you know, actually turned out to be a really good choice. So, not really criticizing them. I'm just making a point. So, um, uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, ben, you mentioned uh, Kyle Trask earlier, and, and this, this might. Kyle Trask? Ooh, this might Please be your no. an, might be your answer, Mason but, Rudolph two point uh, No, the, 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 so so what I was going to say is the one guy they would take that would like literally send you running into traffic would be who in the first round uh, in the first round Mac Jones. Okay, all right. I mean, running yeah. into traffic, no, but I would be, I would be apoplectic. I would be prepared. For the 80s all over again. I mean, that guy, there's nothing special about his game. I have no idea why there's so much hype around that guy. I mean, they're talking him third, third overall. Well, great. That's That's wonderful. I hope he goes third overall. Yeah. And and I don't have to worry about the Steelers taking him. That would be fantastic. Uh, okay, all right. Ian, question to you. Uh, the one person that would make you run into traffic. Uh, run into traffic. That's a that's a hard question. Um, because <laughs> wouldn't like, run into traffic anyway. I, well, no, I mean, I feel like I feel like there's there's guys that. You guys hear that? Yeah. Ah, there it is. There we go. Okay. There's there's. Yeah, I, I wouldn't take Mac Jones, Kyle Trask. No way. Um, oh God. I'm gonna say, yeah, I'm gonna say, um, I'm gonna say, Quiddy Pay from Michigan would be my run into traffic guy. Really? They, they're not gonna take an edge in the first round. I mean, uh, I'd be shocked. Right? You? That's, that's yeah, yeah. I mean, um, I agree with you that he's not. You know, no, I wouldn't take him in the first. No, I wouldn't take him either. No, he's 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 a terrific story, but he disappears way too much in games. Way too much. He gets well overpowered in the run game. He might be. He might be. It's his game is so weird to watch that he might be one of the best like pure pass rushers in the draft, Mm -hmm. while simultaneously being one of the worst run defenders in the draft. For sure, I Um, I couldn't agree more. And and just to to follow up on fourth round of the Bengals. (laughs) (laughs) Um, to to follow up on what you guys said about mac jones you know steelers fans should be rooting for as many 
quarterbacks and wide receivers to go off the board as possible in the first 23 picks mm, because yeah. we're not taking a I hope we're not taking a quarterback unless like Justin Fields somehow falls to us um which I think he's going second but um you know there's been a really? lot of smoke I think so um there's been a lot of smoke around that lately that mm-hmm. is you know like oh some teams have Justin Fields ranked in the fourth round um so you know if hey if 23 teams want to let Justin Fields fall to us I'd be thrilled to have him um because that's an easy transition then you give him a year to learn and see what you got and learn how to read defenses and all that I mean he's got the arm strength he can make the outside throws um and he's got the escapability to actually do some different things on offense at any rate you draft um, him in the first round though he better be your starter in 22 oh he absolutely is your starter yeah in has to because yeah because yeah. ben's contract is up rudolph's contract is up and haskins we really only have on a one-year deal so we really yeah. don't have any quarterbacks for right. uh next year but we'll, we'll do that when we get to it mm-hmm. but we have uh, all kinds of cap rooms it doesn't matter tons yeah. of cap room tons yeah. Well, how much of that's going to TJ Watt, though? So not um, only that, how much of it's going to a frigging quarterback who's going to be starting? I uh, people are counting their chickens way too fast for that. Well, hopefully, hopefully yeah. not much because hopefully it would be a rookie. I mean, that's that's the thing is uh, having a quarterback on a rookie deal is the greatest market inefficiency yeah, in the league right now. Let's be perfectly frank. If you want to get a quarterback, a franchise level quarterback, you almost have to be picking in the top ten in the first round. You, you get exceptions, you know, yes. Mahomes, obviously an exception, Rodgers, an exception. But the rule is that you need to be picking at the top of the first round or you're not getting yeah. that guy. Yeah, I'd I mean, say somebody's, top 12. I'd say somebody's going to take uh, somebody's going to take Mac Jones this year in the top 12. You think he's a franchise quarterback? Because no. I don't. are always overvalued. You know, yeah. I mean, of course always. they are. They're quarterbacks. Yeah. They're, they yeah. get taken a, like a whole a full 32 picks early. Yeah. Oh, yeah. actually, I have, a, I have a better answer for you than Quiddy Pay would be Landon Dickerson. Oh, f- um, oh well. Because I would run yeah. into traffic. That would that would not make me happy. I would be, I would be apoplectic if that happened. Um, yeah, for sure. Yeah. As I've told Ellie, uh, I would be upset if they took Dickerson in the first round. Yeah, because I mean, of his injury history. Injury history. But also because it. he's he's a guy that really is tailored for a power run scheme. His game is power. His technique needs work. He plays high. Mm-hmm. Um, he's six, five. So he's already, you know, going to be pretty supposed to play right. high, but he's also right. a guy that has longer legs and a short torso. So it's more difficult for him to, to play with, you know, with knee bend. He, he tends to reach forward, which is going to put a guy off balance. In the college game, he's gotten away with the fact that he's been overpowering to the most of the guys he's gone against, so he's been mm-hmm. able to get away with it. In the NFL, he's not going to get away with that shit. He's not going to get away with being a guy that has bad technique. So I don't want him in the first round. If the Steelers can take him in the third. Yeah, I would absolutely take him in the third. That, I think that wouldn't bother going. me. I think that, he's third round all the way. Yeah. Yep. I mean, I would even go, say fourth because of his injury history. But if Steelers mm-hmm. can take him in the mm-hmm. third, I'd be okay with it. Um, but he doesn't really fit what they're projecting to be doing with his right. own blocking scheme. Yeah, He's I'd not that guy have... who's going to get out in front on a sweep 
you know, he's not going to pull around and get out in front on a sweep like Pouncey did. That's not happening. He's not that kind of an athlete. Right. I'd much rather have Creed Humphrey or Quinn Miners or even Josh Myers from Ohio State um, showed some ability in the, the, you know, not, I don't think Myers can pull like Pouncey could, but I think he can at least move laterally down the line. I think we also, we, we need to look at some of the guys that are playing guard now and can be converted and and are good athletes mm-hmm. and consider the possibility that that's the direction they're going to go at center. Is that a gamble, though? I mean, no. I mean is that? No? I, I mean, Not I... Really? I, so here's just a random question for you. Do you think Kevin Dotson could play center? You know, it's funny. I sent him a DM and asked him. <laughs> 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 Forgot back to me. Um, so I don't know, you know, this asshole sending me another DM. It may be. Yeah. Right. Um, I don't know. Maybe, you know, I mean, it it wouldn't be a shock. I mean, Dotson is another guy whose game really is predicated on power. It's not, he's not a guy who's fancy and, you know, is a finesse kind of a guy. He, He just straight up kicks the ass of the guy in front of him which you know i like that that's great oh for sure you know and but he's fast enough in a phone booth to play the trap game so i'm not concerned about him playing zbs i've also seen him pull he's not great at it but i imagine he's going to get better he's not Mm -hmm. he's not Kimoiatu bad at pulling. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh, so holding yeah. call waiting to happen. Yeah, pretty much. Uh well, you know, I, I, I think it's fascinating. Uh, you know, four weeks out, these teams are are you know, kind of finishing up uh their their pro days and and uh uh Teams again, they they can't have visits. Everything's got to be done virtually under the uh, under the current rules and and, and everything. So, it, it it's going to be as hard as it's ever been to kind of get a, a feel for what the Steelers are doing. Um, personally, and, and I've probably said this every year, but I think this is one of the best years I can remember for a trade down. It's not something they do very often. Um, but man, I would love to pick up another pick or two in the middle rounds. Um, yeah, right. I mean, what if they, I mean, no. hypothetically moved from 24 to 31 and picked up a third? Oh, I, I would love it. I would absolutely love it. I, um, I don't know that I would love it, love oh, it. I, I, it would make me even more anxious than I would already. I'm already anxious <sighs> as hell on the first round. But, you know, I have a feeling that in retrospect, I would feel like it was a really smart move. Yeah, I mean, um, actually, uh, based on the trade value chart, approximately. To here we go. Trade, <laughs> to, 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 <laughs> to, trade, to trade down with Kansas City, a, a third and a fifth would be about a, a fair trade to move down yeah. to 31. Because because it's Kansas City's third, which is late in the third round. Yes. That makes sense. Yes. You know, I, I just I, – I guess I just look at it from the – the aspect of you know if you're not in love with somebody don't don't burn the pick if if you can find a partner obviously it takes two to tango and you can't just say hey you I'm trading down 
Um, yeah. You got to be able to work with somebody. Yes, they can. And, it's the Steelers. They can do whatever well, they want, Mark. Damn well I mean, should come on. be able to. And you know, every quarterback, every every free agent would play for the Steelers for the minimum because it's Pittsburgh. Don't you know that? Every Hey, that reminds me. Uh, gentlemen, what about the, the contract deal that Tyler Lockett got? Did you guys see this? I yeah, did. We talked about uh, it last week. Oh, you did? Okay. All right. I wasn't sure if you talked about that. No, uh, no. Lockett's deal like just happened. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah. Tyler Lockett's just happened. He got the four years. We thing talked about for... Juju last week, but right, and that, well, that's what I was going to compare it to. Is when you look at what Juju ultimately oh, oh, did. Oh, I'm sorry. No, yeah. yes, we, we talked about. No, we we talked. Lockett happened yesterday. Right. Uh, yeah. You know. Whatever. <laughs> well, I just you look at the numbers. The numbers Juju uh, they favored that him was slightly. Something and... that they did to placate Russell Wilson entirely, probably. They yeah. wanted to – one of his gripes is that there's so much turnover in the offense that – and I know we're not talking Steelers right now, but there's so well, much turnover in the offense that it's hard to have any continuity in Seattle, and he's really not happy about that. And he wants mm-hmm. more input on on who's going to be around, and one of the things he wanted was to know which, which receivers he's going to play with for the next few years. And so they extended Lockett, which – I got to be honest, they overpaid. They gave him seventeen and a half million a year, yeah. Um, yeah, in a soft market for wide receivers, and he ain't that good. I mean, he's good, but he's not that good. Right? Sorry, that's he's just that's yeah. not. That's kind of where I am. I was surprised by it, but at the same time, um, I, I think what you're saying uh, in regards to Russell Wilson, you know, I, I think that's got something to do with it too. Um, gentlemen, we have uh, spent just about an hour. Uh, does anyone have any uh, parting shots before we uh, take off for this evening? Uh, I hear silence. Um, unusual for you too. Yeah. So <laughs> I, I'll say that. Well, now that April Fool's Day is over, yeah, um, and yeah. we have, you know, so can't warn people against that. Usually, my parting shot's a warning, so um, <laughs> I'll stick with that. Um, I, I will say that you know, within the last month leading up to the draft is when teams really start to lay hard on the smoke screens and the yeah. false rumors and things like that. So, um. You know, there's kind of diminishing returns as you get closer to the draft, the more lies you'll hear. So um, don't believe everything yep. you see. Don't believe everything you read. Um, the the best information <laughs> is usually stuff that comes out like more than a month in advance of the draft. So like yeah. right around now is pretty good information. Yeah. As we get closer to the draft, it'll be worse information. Um, so just, you know, take everything with a grain of salt the closer we get to the draft. Yeah, good advice. Yeah, definitely. Ben, any uh, any last uh, shots? Well, a couple of things. Uh, first, Minka Fitzpatrick uh, threw Steelers Twitter in a teaser <laughs> yesterday by discussing the validity of pineapple on pizza. Um, I'm just going to tell you all, pineapple on pizza is a fucking abomination. <laughs> and it's time for everybody who likes it to move past the children's menu. Okay. <laughs> Grow the fuck up. <laughs> All right. And second, uh, I mm-hmm. want to second. Mm-hmm. I, I want to agree with Mark oh. on uh, his description of the Terry Bradshaw whiskey, which is <laughs> wonderful. Yes. It is just 
Oh, so delicious. I like it with a little, you know, with a few drops of water. Uh, mm-hmm. I like, mm-hmm. I, Mark likes it with a little ice. I like it room temp with just a little bit of water. Mm-hmm. Just kind of opens it up and it's just, it's so good. And and we don't, we don't frequently do uh, product evaluations and endorsements no. on this show. But in this particular case, yes, it is Bradshaw's <laughs> whiskey. And obviously the curiosity about that is what drew it to us, drew us it, to it. Yes. But, but we, I love it. It is really good whiskey. And I don't know if you can find it where you are or not. It's just Bradshaw's bourbon. Damn, it is good. I highly recommend it. And on that note, I will get us out of here because I have finished my three fingers and they were delicious. Uh, yeah, so thank you again for that, Ben. And uh, anyway, we'll be back next week. Uh, next three weeks, it's going to be real straightforward, everybody. We're going to do offensive uh, draft preview next week, followed by defensive. And then we'll kind of give you a, a little bit of our own mock draft, if you will, Um on, on that uh, third uh, Thursday of the month. And then um, we'll be with you right after the Steelers pick. We'll kind of break down a little bit of what they did on draft night and uh, then have a quick show on Saturday night or Sunday too to wrap up the entire draft. So that's kind of what you're looking at for the month of April. So for uh, Ben and Ian, this is uh, Steel Dad signing off on the Steel City Blitz Steelers podcast presented by Deck Roofing Incorporated of South Florida. And hey, go Steelers. Ravens suck. <laughs> <laughs>